0: Been ready. All right, welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of Duh, the Podcast. Week 1 is almost in the books, and I can say with full sincerity, and I alluded to this the other day, that I worked harder this Sunday than I have in my entire life. It took a toll on my mind, body, and soul. And we're here to break it all down. Uh Stay tuned at the end for a college football rant from Jay that you honestly probably will want to miss. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, so we're going to start out with tonight's game, Bills at Jets, Bills minus two and a half at time of recording. This game hasn't happened yet. Obviously, when you guys are listening, the game will have happened already, so you can just see how right we were.
1: You're going to hear about how right we were about pretty much everything throughout this entire podcast, but I uh was just telling you, Josh, as this game gets closer and closer, I lose my conviction really in any which way, but I'm still probably riding with the Jets, just honestly out of spite more than belief at this point, but... Definitely gonna be cheering them on. Probably <laughs> not actually putting any money on this game. Maybe, maybe Garrett Wilson, T D prop, but we'll see. Yeah,
0: I am kinda of with you on not really knowing which side to take here. Uh I do like the under forty four and a half this game. I think uh these defenses don't get that much uh hype. Uh, compared to the offenses with, uh, Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers leading the way. So I, I think it'll probably go under. I think the defenses will come up week one.
1: I have no idea how to pick this game. Right. I
0: think, I think close game to, I think close game favors the Jets because I think their defense is better. Uh, so I would probably lean Jets here. I mean, h- home opener. With Aaron Rodgers, probably a lot of excitement. I mean, I I hope that helps.
1: Yeah, I get all that, but my – honestly, the only reason why I'm unsure, because as, I mean, we have established I am the biggest Aaron Rodgers guy on the planet. But, like, how the rest of the weekend has gone in terms of home dogs, I have zero faith in the Jets winning. After what happened last night to the Giants at home – um, I guess if I have to bring it up, the Steelers at home, like, I, I don't know. That's, that's honestly what's my main concern. And I also think what's not getting talked about enough is everyone doubting Buffalo and how they respond to that doubt. Cause everyone, I feel like a lot of people are picking Miami or the jets to kind of pass them the AFC East. So I think they're gonna use that to their advantage and I think Buffalo's gonna have a good season slash win this game by a touchdown. But I'm obviously rooting against that. But that's just how I feel like it's gonna go.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I mean just from a consistency on offense standpoint, they'll probably be more ready for this game. Um but yeah, I think it's I think it's gonna be a good game. I'm excited to watch it.
1: Yeah, I like the uh take you kind of brought up about how if it is closely, I do think Aaron Rodgers is less likely to make a mistake than Josh Allen, as history would show. But, I mean, if the Bills are humming, you know, that may not even come down to that.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to the the
1: Diggs-Sauce uh, matchup. We'll see if he even follows him all game. I would hope so. Yeah.
0: I, yeah, I don't know if he will feel like he plays side more. Yeah. All right, so now we'll just get into the recap of what we just saw, uh, the week one that happened. Thursday, we'll start with the Thursday game, Lions at Chiefs. Let's Ooh. start with this one.
1: I would love to go first. <laughs> um. Primarily because this game made me delete Twitter. Uh,
0: <laughs> early, too. Ear- early.
1: And uh, for the – Millions of listeners at home right now. The three of us watched this game together. I had to leave in the third quarter, like five minutes into the third quarter, because I could not, I could not take Chris Collinsworth <laughs> on his fucking hands and knees for fucking Patrick Mahomes. Every single thing he did was just like, oh, my God. He is literally God himself. Yeah, I think and, you left uh, one
0: one drive into the third quarter. You're just like, yeah, I'm out of here. I forget what the exact play was.
1: It was the pass interference <laughs> down the field. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, Joe Flacco <laughs> offense, 101. Just throw it as far as you can and hope for the best. But uh, I'm not surprised the Lions won. I don't think anyone necessarily is surprised. I mean, the, the Lions hype train. I, they're favored to win their division. So I don't think it's, you know, this massive upset. You could say Nick Ryan um, was pretty shocked. Yeah, well, he's a fucking moron. There's never a doubt that he was an idiot. Um, but as far as how the game transpired, I don't think it was all that surprising. Um Honestly, Kadarius Tony having the worst game literally ever, Um that was probably the most surprising thing of the night. But I don't think his drops all that aside from the pick six, obviously. But, like, the other two that everyone keeps harping on, it's like, they weren't the easiest catches in the world and yeah i'd say the the, i'd say the the
0: second i'd say the second one
1: really no big deal like
0: he didn't see the ball until it was like already against his quads and and it was at his leg level but yeah the first one was brutal oh that was one that led to the pick six hit him in stride in his hands like And then it just bounced right to the defender. And then the one later in the game, he had to change directions. Like, he had to turn around, but the ball was right there. And he literally tried to perpendicularly pin the ball to his chest, and it just screamed, I forgot how to catch a football. Like, it it was just no – it was not smooth in the slightest.
1: One thing I will say about the first one that led to the pick six that nobody is discussing and it's really driving fucking crazy is – even if he caught the ball, it was a four-yard pass on a third and eight. Like he was going to get tackled well short. Like if Brian Branch didn't have the the ball tipped right to him, he was going to fucking tackle him short
0: of Counter the counterpoint. So, counterpoint. I don't think Kadarius Tony has ever been tackled by the first
1: person to touch him. Thank you, Josh. That's, so that's fine. Mouth, in fairness. <laughs> It's also, it's not like the the defender behind him was far away. You know, it wasn't like there was 10 yards of separation. He was one step behind him. So even if Branch doesn't bring him down, he has help right there. Let's be honest, he's getting tackled short of the line, and they're punting anyway. Obviously, he he may score if he catches that. I was just going to say, I (laughs) would make the case that he would easily get the first down (laughs) if he caught that, and that just debatably makes it even worse. And now, America, you know why A I a, a deleted Twitter and B had to walk out during this game. Yeah, that no, was point.
0: We are we, we have been and uh, kind of staked our reputation on Kadarius Tony being a good wide receiver in the NFL. So to address that, I would probably just have to say that he is the best receiver in the NFL. If they <laughs> stopped playing
1: with a football. Another thing, I would also say that after that performance, he is clearly the best and number one receiver on the Chiefs because no one else can even get open. Jay, you were saying? I was going to say one thing that did mostly piss me off was, in terms of the discourse after the game was Shannon Sharp saying how the fucking defense is not the same without Chris Jones. A, no shit. <laughs> B... uh. They only gave up 14 points. They got a turnover in the red zone. Like, what did the defense do wrong? The defense had nothing to do with why they lost that game. Everything. Yeah,
0: 14 points to a Lions team who, like, was fourth in scoring in the NFL last year? Like, correct. Uh, not
1: bad. And on top of that, an offense that got even better, you know, Jameer Gibbs, Dave Montgomery, uh, fucking uh, Laporta. Like, they, they put resources into the offense that was already a top-five offense. So it, it's 14 points without Chris Jones, I think, is impressive. Um, and no one's talking about – Mahomes just didn't play well. Like No, I agree. Yeah, that's Kirk, not being talked Kirk, Kelsey, about enough.
0: Kadarius Tony borderline, saved Patrick Mahomes because everyone can throw the blame there. But he was under-throwing – A lot of guys, he was hesitant on his decision-making. It was not a pretty game, but, you know, there was, like, three or four drops, and everyone was like, well, if those were all catches, he just
1: would have had, like, 300 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah, and that's just not the case at all. Even one play that everyone's, like, talking about as, like, his best play of the night, that throw up the middle, if that safety had eyes, he easily could have intercepted that, or at least knocked it away. So, yeah, Mahomes, Patricia, whatever you want to call her, she never gets the blame that she deserves. But whatever, fuck him.
0: Yeah, maybe he just told Kadarius Tony to drop that last one on purpose so he would just get all of the blame, and then we would talk about Mahomes' um, performance. Yeah, maybe he'll win uh, Super Bowl NBA
1: uh, with less than two hundred yards passing. Yeah, the offensive line was cooking, too. He had, like, it felt like five seconds. I mean, granted, the whole Jawan Taylor thing was something in itself, but
0: he He
1: he had, like, five seconds to throw on, like, every play, I felt like, and just either he would make a bad throw, a bad decision, or just nobody could get open. But to finish it off, after I thought of checking myself into the psych ward immediately after the game, Having some time to marinate, and given some of the other football I saw later, I feel better about it now. Uh Biggest point for me, I know Chris Jones is officially back as we're taping. I think that happened, what, earlier this afternoon? He signed a, just a one-year extension. But, yeah, uh,
0: looking forward to seeing the number on that one.
1: I am as well, but, Jay, you kind of alluded to it. The biggest positive for me, Chiefs D looking great without Chris Jones I mean everybody kind of was expecting or the hype of them going into this year was you know they started so many young players and their defense still figured it out so in theory they should only be better and they that box definitely looks checked and I know you're already sick of hearing me talk about Trent McDuffie but that's going to continue for about 17 weeks so just buckle in. Yeah, that's fine, but one thing we do need to address is how the fuck Jawan Taylor did not get called.
0: For- yeah, I think I honestly think that's gonna change. I don't think he's gonna be continuing to allow to get uh get away with that.
1: Yeah, and that's it's not like it's just him. It like that happens weekly.
0: Yeah, I mean it was every play it was noticeably early and not to mention he was lining up like borderline illegal formation. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I'd be pretty disappointed if we just see that all year.
1: Yeah, I was well s- for uh, I was just saying it wouldn't be surprising if that just continued all season.
0: Yeah, but I've I've watched a lot of football on Sunday too, and like I didn't see it as much or as noticeable as that like, it, that was like seemingly half a second quicker than everyone else in the entire league.
1: I I noticed the stance as well. Like I was kind of looking like not only is he back like two whole extra yards. He's in like a full split stance. He's not even like in a square like down stance and he yeah. really seemed to be the only one like that. But uh yeah, final note for me on this game. I was fully prepared to a degree to come in and you know talk about the Chiefs possibly losing a shootout. I just did not Expect them to lose the way they did when they definitely could have won.
0: Yeah, tough game next week. They have the Jags, I think, in Jacksonville.
1: That is a tough game.
0: But we can move on to the Sunday 1 o'clock window. We'll start with uh, Texans at Ravens. I'll go last on this one.
1: I'll be quick, Jay. Yeah. I know you probably want to say some things. I honestly uh, have little to nothing to say because I was in therapy until like 2.30, so I didn't even watch the first half of any of the 1 o'clock games. Fair. Uh, honestly, my biggest takeaway from the 1 o'clock window as a whole is, yeah, you uh, didn't miss anything. It was a tough 1 o'clock window, a lot of suspect football going on. But I believe I did say – I didn't actually take it along with the Falcons, but I did say Ravens minus 10 was easy. Ravens did not look good at all per se, and it was still an easy double-digit cover. So Texans are going to be bad. We'll see how the Ravens look next week, but that's pretty much it for me. Yeah, I mean, from what I saw, um, I was not impressed. Obviously, the biggest news of that game is Dobbins going out for the year again. Um not that I, I don't think it's gonna. Yeah,
0: to me, I don't think that's the biggest impact loss of the day to, uh, but I'll get to my portion in a minute.
1: Yeah, I, I don't, I was just getting ready to say, I don't think it's like that detrimental, just given the nature of their run game as it is because of Lamar. Um, but still, like, just more so feel bad for the guy than anything. Um, oh,
0: definitely. Can't catch a break.
1: And I wish I could feel worse for him, but him just like, holding out or holding in and, like, not playing and then getting hurt right away and just, like, thinking he deserves all this money even though he's been hurt half his career, I still feel bad for him, but I honestly wish I felt worse for him. Uh, That's certainly fair. And, like, unfortunately for him, this is now going to just be, like, hey, bud, case in point as to why we didn't fucking pay you. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely doesn't help his case. Yeah, but I mean, seemingly we
0: post, seemingly post this injury, his tune has changed a little bit. I'm talking about just wanting to get healthy and get back out on the field and stuff, so, yeah. you know, we'll see. Maybe it's just put it into perspective. Yeah, uh, yes, yeah, so I'll give my thoughts. Uh, it was definitely uglier than I anticipated. Uh, defense looked pretty good. As a whole, I'd say the secondary is going to be an issue. Um, defensive line didn't do a ton without Blitz help, but we did have five sacks overall. We we got to the quarterback. Our linebackers look really good. Um, we lost Marcus Williams for an extended period of time, which I think will be a bigger injury than Dobbins to the team. Um, as our secondary is already kind of weak. Um, despite them not scoring, it seemed like they were moving the ball and converting third downs really well. Um, and then offensively, you know, Lamar, I don't, Lamar threw like maybe four passes that had any intent behind them like all day. So that was a little bit concerning. I think maybe part of that is from the offensive line, just not giving him any time. Um, his decision making was a little slow. I think that could come with not getting a lot of reps in the preseason. Uh, overall with our center and Stanley, Linderbaum and Stanley gonna miss a little bit of time. Luckily not a ton of time. Um, I don't know that it gets better next week because I think mo- I would hope most of his issue is, uh, you know, always, like a lot of his throws were coming off of his back foot or even like jumping. So, I don't know that the offensive line being weaker next week is going to help that, but I'd definitely like to and expect more from this offense.
1: They got Cincinnati next week, right? They do. Yeah, that's going to be a tough game because Cincinnati, it's borderline must win for them. I mean, I know it's weak, too. But yeah. Like, you gotta no, think they hard. definitely
0: need to play well. They're definitely going to come in angry, but I would imagine, like, our offense was, outside of Zay Flowers, so bad and out of sync that I would imagine they come into that game just as frustrated and wanting to play well.
1: Well, yeah, I, I don't disagree that the Ravens are going to be ready to play, but I just think the Bengals are going to be borderline desperate because starting out 0-2 is bad enough, especially in a allegedly tough division. But starting out 0-2 in divisional play is even worse. So uh, I think the... You know, as a preview to next week, I'm picking the Bengals to beat the Ravens, but, um, yeah, that's, that's gonna be a tough game for them.
0: Yeah, and Cincy, too. Um, yeah. next, <laughs> thank you for that. Next, uh, next game, Cardinals, uh, at Commanders. 20 to 16, Commanders win. Not a ton to say, I'll go first on this one, so I went last, but not a ton to say on this one, uh, Overall, I would imagine the Commanders would have hoped to play better. Um, Sam Howe didn't play fantastic. The Cardinals really dominated most of the first portion of this game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, didn't expect much from the Cardinals. Got a little bit more than I was expecting. I'm sure Jay will have something to say about Dobbs. Um, but overall, just kind of an underwhelming performance game overall. Yeah, I I don't think the Commanders leave with any excitement. At least if I was a Commanders fan, I wouldn't.
1: Yeah, the overarching theme of this game is who gives a shit. Yeah. Um, And then under that, I'm sure the Cardinals were fucking pissed off. They were like, hey, Dobbs, what the fuck are you doing? Like, can you not play well? We're trying to tank here. Um, (laughs) He tried his fucking hardest to blow it for them but the tank for Caleb is still in the works.
0: Yeah, their defense was playing hard, too. I mean, they, they caused a, a turnover or two. Um, you know, they were, they were fighting throughout, so we'll see yeah, if the they're full-on tanking.
1: They had a defensive touchdown. I mean, the Cardinals had us, like you said, Jay, they had everybody worried they were going to win this game for a hot second. <laughs> but both defenses, I would say, played well. I guess that was the highlight. Both defenses looked good, but I don't know if that's just because both offenses <laughs> yeah. are severely underwhelming as well. But, yeah, this was – uh did not pay much attention to this. I don't think many people did unless you were a true fan of either of these teams. Yeah, I mean, this is a game – week one game between two teams that are more than likely picking in the top five.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean – not not much to say on this on this matchup and really don't care who either of them are facing next week. Um the, the next game in one of the least surprising things that happened all weekend. Um Bengals three, Browns twenty four.
1: It's just science. Joe Burrow. <laughs> the,
0: Browns, the Browns the Browns do not lose to Joe Burrow. I think
1: they're now six and one. And, yep. Yeah, six and uh, and I think the one loss is in Cincinnati, if I'm not mistaken. Yes,
0: correct. Uh, Joe Burrow got benched. I would assume that was because of the score, but just still not a good look. Uh, under a hundred yards passing. Uh, yeah, kind of just kind of just ugly. Cleveland really. Didn't do too much, despite having the ball a lot, too. Uh, their offense looked looked okay. They put some drives together, but another one that was just, for the most part, ugly both ways. The weather did not help in that one, I'll,
1: I'll add. Yeah, only thing I really have to say on this game is, on my fantasy team, I have Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, so <laughs> less than thrilled. That could also be our episode title. Joe Burrow gets benched week one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Highest paid player in NFL history. Benched days after signing his contract. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I. uh Man, it's just and again, it's like I'm not sitting here convinced of the Browns or ready to throw away the Bengals either. It's just, This is just what happens. Yeah, like, I mean I I don't think the Browns were Nick Chubb's great. I don't I'm not you know higher on Deshaun Watson by any means. He threw that, I don't know, was it called back Josh, but he threw that one pick that was just the most ridiculous <laughs> one I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> um yeah, he like pump faked. Like he I think he just legitimately thought the guy he was about to throw to was on his team. Like he just saw the color of his helmet and just was, like, about to let it rip to him, and then last minute realized it wasn't but couldn't hold on to the ball and just, like, floated to him. It was pretty hilarious. Um, yeah, not, I mean, I guess the one thing that is, like, the Bengals' offense was so bad, and, like, despite expecting them to lose, I don't know that people were expecting that, and, like, is it a concern? I wouldn't imagine so. It was just so bad. I didn't get to watch a lot of snaps from this game, so I don't know if it was like, – I don't know what caused the poor offense. Did he not? Did Burrow not have time? Was he just missing guys? Were they running the ball a ton? I don't know if anyone saw.
1: No, they didn't really show much of the game on red zone. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't really – I don't really put much credence in it. Again, it's week one, and the Bengals have been here before. I mean, they've yeah. been to a championship game after starting zero two. Yeah,
0: I don't think they're down forever. This is start like like this was still a regular season game where they were trying their hardest to win, and a performance like this is still, you know,
1: it still happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they just went. They just went to the ASU Championship last year. And they started zero and two, and they had an embarrassing loss to the Steelers week one. Um, you know where I think Burrow threw four picks, and I think he had five or six turnovers total, and it didn't you know derail their season. So obviously it's not an ideal start, and I'm sure they'd much rather be one to zero and you know be on the other side of a twenty four to three win. But um, I don't think <clears throat> I don't think they're concerned at all. And Burrow getting benched is just like why put him out there in a game you're not going to win, and, and he already had an injury concern going into the game. So, all right, next game:
0: Bucks at Vikings. Bucks twenty, <laughs> Vikings seventeen.
1: Kirby. Probably the probably the least surprising game of the weekend, um, primarily because Baker Mayfield's an elite quarterback. He just um, wins.
0: Baker just wins.
1: Honestly, it was the most perfect game for me as my two favorite players are Baker Mayfield and Kirk Cousins. Like, Kirk still lit it the fuck up on the stat sheet and lost. And Baker just, after starting like 6 of 15, just turned it on the rest of the game. That fucking touchdown pass to Mike Evans was a fucking dot. He started it seemed like he really got comfortable and confident uh the more the game went on so as long as Evans and Godwin stay healthy I'm actually pretty optimistic about uh Baker's season going forward and hopefully um he finds you know a forever home if you will
0: <laughs> two notes as expected Baker Mayfield was throwing the ball hard Even on the incompletions, that thing was coming out hard. (laughs) That's what you want to see out of that guy. Uh, And then on the other side, Justin Jefferson is just borderline unstoppable.
1: Yeah, they showed him super pissed after the game. I mean, why wouldn't you be? But everybody was throwing all this crazy stuff on top of it. Like, is he going to force his way out of Minnesota because they lost week one?
0: I think he's probably just pissed they lost.
1: Yeah, same.
0: Like a a winnable game, he played well. He's probably just pissed. Or
1: he's playing Mayfield.
0: (laughs) He saw what could have been.
1: (laughs) I will say this I mean, I was um, lower on the Vikings, obviously, going into this year based on how kind of just ridiculously magical their last run was, and then just losing to the Giants in the playoffs. Um, Tampa Bay, though, I mean, just Tampa Bay in general, Jay, you know, you're basically a local now. You know what it's like down there. (laughs) Baker Mayfield, and I mean, if you just – and you brand Todd Bowles' defense onto his ass, I mean, it feels like a jackass movie down there, and I'm just all for it. (laughs) Speaking of, Sherm, who is the Buccaneers' offense coordinator right now? It does not even matter. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure Baker's calling the plays. This is where he thrives, just a walk-on once again. (laughs) God damn it, he does look great in that uniform. Speaking of looking great in uniforms, why the fuck do the Vikings not wear that? We were saying the same thing. That's literally the debatably the best uniform in the NFL. Like I was like, holy shit, they're wearing this week one. <laughs> like, yeah, we that- got a glimpse on red zone. and We were like, hold on. <laughs> yeah, that needs to be their just be their home jersey again. It was absolute fire. They looked incredible, no doubt. Yeah, all right. Not their home, like you said.
0: Next game theme of the week, or theme of the one o'clock window that nobody should care about. Saints-Titans was just chill. another pathetic game. <laughs> chill, chill, I'm chill. not saying you shouldn't care about either of these teams moving forward. I'm saying this game you should not have cared about.
1: I'm saying you should not care about either of these teams going forward. <laughs> this game was huge. This, ground, I mean, this game was basically the book of revelations for me. Uh, <laughs> Just, uh, so again, I confirmed, right? I think we all talked about not touching this game betting wise, just because Vrabel Road Dog. I mean, he's just, it's going to be fuckery abounding everywhere. So smart not to touch it. But the biggest thing for me is, um, A, Derek looked so goddamn good in the black and gold. I mean, who doesn't, but Jesus, it was incredible. <laughs> and on top of that, I feel like he, even though he didn't play great, he made some good throws, threw for over 300 yards in a week where I feel like 20 like quarterbacks in this in the league threw for like under 200 yards this week or at least like half of them. So, he put up decent numbers, they won, and the biggest takeaway from the win was like he objectively did not play great and I feel like maybe For the first time in his career, he won a game where he did not play well and the defense brought him home. So if that can continue, like, if they truly are, like, a top ten defense again, I think they can definitely win this division, no problem, like I predicted. The only thing is, Josh, you were there for this. Whenever they just cut to Dennis Allen on the sideline, I immediately lose all my faith again because I'm just like, God (laughs) fucking damn (laughs) it.
0: Yeah, he's going to be a problem. Um,
1: you're a problem. Yeah, I mean, you're my, Michael, a real, real problem. you're a
0: real problem. Yeah, one thing that I was definitely wrong about going into this NFL season was I was convinced Ryan Tannehill would make it through the entire season, and <laughs> boy, I don't know if he'll make it another week. <laughs> that was brutal.
1: That's a hot take from the start. Dude, he could have thrown six picks. There was like two or three that got dropped or were like in and out of the hands. My dad and I were like, he's trying to get benched.
0: Yes, Saturday night I was talking to someone. I was like, I don't know. I think Tannehill just makes it through the entire season. And like eight minutes into the game, I was
1: just like, boy, was I wrong. The Titans are just going to draft a quarterback every year and still start Tannehill. (laughs) They're not ready. <laughs> Got to cool. learn from the master. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also sure I will say, because um, again, this is another who gives or shade game for me. Um, I will say, I think you're underselling Derek's performance. I mean, over sixty-six percent completion, three hundred yards. Yeah, he had a pick, but yeah, he um, tried.
0: Well, he also had a fumble that was returned for a touchdown that I still don't understand how it was overturned.
1: Again, though, but like, the running game wasn't there at all. So I think when it's all said and done going against a Vrabel defense, I think he played
0: pretty well. Yeah, two, two red zone turnovers is still tough.
1: Like, that's
0: – in a game where I'm your team agree. scores 16 points. I yeah, agree. I'm not going
1: to sit here and say it was an MVP-level performance, but I also don't think I would consider it a bad game. Yeah, I would – I mean, I am – I think he played well. I agree with both of you. I would tend to think he played better, speed. but I just don't. also, you know, want to sound somewhat objective. So I'm not completely sucking him off, but yeah, Michael Thomas looked good. Chris Olave had over a hundred yards. They, uh, they should be cruising. I don't know who they have next week, but
0: you like literally
1: him. didn't play well. <laughs> <laughs> Re- the Saints,
0: the Saints have the Panthers next week. Ooh, shootout of the century! <laughs> Which just leads us right into our next game: Panthers at Falcons, twenty-four to ten. Falcons. We can chalk this one up to we were all right. I'm pretty sure we all said Falcons minus three and a half was easy.
1: I did not. So. You
0: well, the smart sixty-six percent of this podcast did. <laughs> I was
1: gonna I, say, I think the Panthers win the division. <laughs> <laughs> so, not off to a good start. Uh, <laughs> but I do want to touch on one thing, because this is one of, I mean, I feel like every game turned out to be a who gives a shit game for me. Um, college guy. Um, Arthur Smith, after the game, when asked about Drake London having one target and zero catches, like, Desmond Ritter had more receptions than Drake London did in this game. And he was like, he doesn't care. We don't care. All we care about is that we want to know. It's like, all right, dude, that's all well and good, but don't. why are you spending a fucking top ten pick on a guy that you're not going to try and get the ball to? Like, fuck you, Arthur Smith. I just wanted to get that out there, mainly because Drake London's on my fantasy team. <laughs> and he's a yeah. so
0: I think... Tyler Algier and Bijan Robinson were like 92% of this
1: offense statistically. It was over 80, I think, officially, like 82 or something, which is insane. Yeah, but I think that might be underselling. I don't know what, <laughs>
0: like, I don't know what calculation they used, but they, yeah, they had over, well over half the yards. Well, oh yeah, well over seventy-five percent of the yards and two-thirds of the touchdowns.
1: Yeah, I no uh,
0: no. Oh, they had all three touchdowns.
1: I mean, as a well-known Bijan or just any Texas running back fangirl, his touchdown was pornographic to undersell it completely. <laughs> I mean, the only thing that could have made that better was if Derek threw it to him in a Saints uniform. But, <laughs> but I mean, like you said, we basically – i this is what you and I predicted. Like, I thought they were going to run it down their throat. I don't think the Falcons are particularly that good. But, I mean, if you listen to the podcast, you could be retired at this point. You could have quit your job, and you could be listening to this podcast from the Cayman fucking islands right now. <laughs>
0: Uh, Anything else on this game? Probably not. Absolutely not. Yeah, J- okay, so next game, Jaguars at Colts,
1: 31-21. You I were would say, happy I, as a Colts fan with Anthony Richardson right now, I would say. That's pretty much it.
0: Yeah, I'd say 31-21, and if, the game seemed a little closer than that, that score.
1: So the Colts put up a fight. Yeah. Who gives a shit about this game? Really, really wish Gardner would have gotten in the end zone at the end. that would have been a moral victory for all of us here. Yeah, Yeah, and Calvin Ridley's really, really good at football. Yeah, it took Lawrence a while to get going, but once he did, you could definitely tell their offense can be pretty dangerous. Yeah, Calvin
0: Ridley, 11 targets, like, And I even saw a couple where they were forcing it to him, but they're going to get him involved a lot.
1: He had the majority of his yards in the first half as well. Like, he had, like, 90 in a touchdown, I feel like, in the first half alone. So he cooled off where they started bracketing him or doing something, but he was definitely going crazy for a period of time.
0: Yeah, Anthony Richardson looked well-rounded, I'd say. Made a couple bad throws, but I would imagine it was – if you're a Colts fan, you like what you saw. Yeah, you got to be Probably. happy with
1: rookie performance, I feel like. Solid enough. Well, oh, yeah, definitely showed it. promise. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think with Richardson, I think he's going to start out really well because there's so much unknown, and he's got what seems to be the perfect coach for him, the guy that just came from, you know – being an offense coordinator for Jalen Hurts. But I do think this isn't going to be sustainable for the season. Like, sure, he played well, but also, again, it's like a lot of it is just, you know, there's no real film on him. He only had, you know, a dozen starts or so in college. So I think as the season goes on, he's going to get worse. But I do think um, he, he's showing more signs that he's going to be a franchise quarterback than not. Um just, you know, eye test.
0: Yeah, even even if it's not this year, like even if they can't get enough table on him this year, I think he's a guy that has a sophomore slump big time. Once, once they figure him out.
1: Yeah, to me, he's just a bigger, more, you know, just more gifted, talented Justin Fields. That's how I perceive him. It's just a matter of can he put it all together the way they say he can because all the reports have been, like, not necessarily – I don't – everyone they say has a great work ethic, but they say, like, you know, how he retains information and, like, understands the offense is pretty high level. So we'll see. Yeah, respect the grind.
0: Before we move forward, I have to go back. It would be – it would be it would be not great of me to uh, miss bringing this up. Oh, <laughs> Titans Saints. Oh, why Taysom, Taysom Hill
1: oh, comes onto the field. I think I
0: know where you're going. With and this. S- somebody in the booth says this <laughs> is the best NFL player in the history of the game.
1: <laughs> no argument. Here. Zero <laughs> argument for me.
0: That might be the dumbest thing I have ever
1: heard. I think the, the the exact quote was, he may be the greatest NFL player in history, and I mean that.
0: <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> might have even – they said greatest football player.
1: Like, whoever <laughs> that, that, that was. Further
0: than the NFL. He <laughs> said best player to ever play football.
1: I have not – uh, we never figured out who it was that exactly said that, but we will. Uh, <laughs> you will be hearing from our lawyer. The lawsuit <laughs> is inbound, so prepare. Well, I don't disagree whatsoever. As someone whose nickname is Jason Hill, Mr. <clears throat> Jack of all trades, um, I couldn't agree more. I mean, he's got a point. Yeah. Who oh, in their right fucking mind has ever called you Jason? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Me? <laughs>
1: I have self-given name. Yeah, you, you in the mirror, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Every morning. <laughs> it's gonna cool. be a. Gr- it's gonna be a good day, Jason. <laughs> we got <laughs> it today. Today's the day. <laughs> God, it's so All good. Right.
0: To continue along the path things Jay is right about, 49ers, at Steelers, 30-7. to 7. <laughs> Care to begin?
1: I don't really have anything to say about this game other than T.J. Watt. I couldn't have been more right. T.J. Watt proving once again he is far and away the best defensive player in the NFL, possibly in NFL history. Um, I...
0: I demand respect for this game. Everyone wave, everyone wavered on the 49ers against the Steelers starting about three weeks ago. I held strong. I said, I know what I know. I know the 49ers are a great football team, and I know the Steelers are a pretty good football team. And a great football team will beat a pretty good football team significantly. I never thought it was going to be close to the number.
1: Yeah, I mean, the media has to be partially to blame because it was just incessant, and yeah, Josh, props for just digging in your trenches. I mean, this game, I mean, in a nutshell, was literally just like the scene in The Dark Knight Rises where the entire (laughs) field collapses. (laughs) Uh, it was, it was not pretty. <laughs> Kenny Pickett is just the nuclear physicist getting his next <laughs> nap. <net> pretty <free> game. <laughs> it's gonna be. Oh, it's gonna be an uphill <laughs> climb for the Steelers. I still, I mean, Mike Tomlin never had a losing season. Josh, you even just said they're a pretty good team. We'll see what happens, but uh, yeah, bad start. <laughs> Some would say homes.
0: some would say they're a quarterback away from being a great team. <laughs> Dude, hold your family <laughs> close. Conference.
1: Mike Collins. Press conference. everything so goddamn funny too. <laughs> oh man, what a perfect time for the edible to kick in. <laughs> Doctor Bobble. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, Uh fuck this game. TJ Watt's the best player I've ever seen, though. At least, uh, that, yeah. any,
0: any thoughts on the Steelers' offense?
1: You gotta say something. Um, if Matt Canada, I don't. How do I say this without getting like arrested? <laughs> I don't like Matt Canada at all. Quote. <laughs> end quote.
0: Quote. That. <laughs> Clip it. Somebody clip that. Yeah. That's yeah, going to be the cover make... of Time Magazine like... tomorrow. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Does not like Matt Canada.
1: Yeah, heard it here first.
0: He went out on a big limb there to say that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Brock yeah. looks fine. Uh, he, uh, there are a lot of people kind of. Wondering if he was gonna turn back into a pumpkin, but he looked good against a good defense week one, so Can I say something about that? What the fuck does that mean? Everyone has been saying, Turn into a pumpkin, turn into a pumpkin. What the fuck does that mean? The classic of Have you ever pumpkin. seen a movie ever? Yeah. It's called <laughs> Cinderella, bro, at midnight no, I when know the I have... fucking Cinderella I'm Kidding me? Are you fucking gay or something? Anyway, point being, when the magic wears off (laughs) at the end of the ball or whatever, her carriage turns back into a pumpkin, where it's like, it wasn't really a carriage. Yeah, it It wasn't real life. Yeah, it wasn't real life. It was like a fairy tale, and now things are coming back to reality. (laughs) That's fucking stupid fun fact of the day for anybody out there who did this. You're probably the only fucking person. Nobody
0: learned anything there except for Jay. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. Fuck you guys. (laughs) I just have one more question about this game. Oh, God. Can George Pickens get separation from any cornerback that
1: plays against him? No, I mean, he's just a DeAndre Hopkins kind of guy. (laughs) <laughs> DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins, Hopkins.
0: Also. <laughs> mental note there. Like
1: not, yeah. DeAndre Hopkins was never a great separator. He oh yeah, just, you don't have to tell me twice. Yeah, he was just better than every defensive back ever at fifty-fifty balls. Yes. Okay. So that's George Pickens' style. Yeah, that's his style of play. And there's certainly a place for that on the team when the other receivers are, you know, Deontay Johnson, Calvin Austin, and uh, Allen Robinson is more of just like a Robert Woods kind of guy. Okay. Cool. so First down fucking machine. Um,
0: all right, so then I think that brings us to the 430 window.
1: Before you do that, we have to circle back once more to what has quickly become the game of the week on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) DeAndre Hopkins did get a false start in this game, like a complete fucking moron. (laughs) Now we can move on. Okay.
0: So we'll start with maybe the game of the week. Raiders-Broncos, 17-16. Raiders win as everyone expected. That was so I thought the Broncos were
1: going to win by a good amount. uh, Wondering how Colin feels about his two favorite teams playing at that. I'll tell you right now. Um, I knew this from the start and also I'm pretty sure. I said last week to just take every dog in the afternoon window and if you did do that I feel like you definitely were up money so you're welcome to the masses again for my <laughs> philanthropy but <laughs> I I will say this Russell Wilson did not play that bad he played a clean game I think you right, didn't play bad are you shitting me Can I finish I think no. he finished what like 27 for 34 but that almost in itself is more concerning that he didn't play bad and they still couldn't beat the Raiders. Like, you would think him playing bad would be the reason they lost. And I'll give Jimmy G his credit. Like, I, don't, I really don't think he's that good, but God damn it, he just finds a way to just win whenever he's healthy.
0: He's just one of those guys who's not that good, but he's just not that
1: bad either. I don't know what it is. I was counting it, out the
0: Raiders, and then I just remembered, like, Jimmy G, actually not that bad of a quarterback.
1: Yeah, and their roster really isn't that bad, and their defense showed up. And I'm giving their defense credit. I know it was against the Broncos and a new coach, a new system, but like I just said, Russell didn't turn it over. I feel like Javante Williams, I don't. he didn't have a big day, but, like, they could run the ball a little bit, and they just pulled it out. I mean, never had a doubt, but. Broncos fucking suck. Even with Russell playing decently, the Broncos fucking suck. Fuck Sean Payton.
0: Yeah, 34 attempts for 174 yards or whatever it was, also not a great output.
1: Didn't throw for a lot of yards, very conservative, but I'm just saying in terms of completion percentage and not making mistakes and just the fact that he was horrible all of last year with decision-making – by those standards, he played well. Yeah. Yeah, the passing yards I don't put much into just because that was the, the scheme or the game plan for the day. Like, like, you could tell all the play calls were, you know, short, intermediate. So I'm not going to hold that against him too much. Um, one thing I will say about the game is Will Lutz missed an extra point. So this game very easily could have and should have been in overtime. And at that point, who knows what happens. So I won't pull it totally against. Yeah,
0: fair. All right, next game, Dolphins-Chargers. Dolphins 36, Chargers 34. And boy, did the Dolphins try to blow it, missing that extra point.
1: Yeah, this was the best game of the night or day, in my opinion. I don't think that's at a least, fair take. Most, yeah. At least most entertaining. <clears throat> uh, just quick note on this again: Dolphins plus two and a half or Dolphins money line. If you now own a private jet, just reach out in to the DMs if you want to give us a courtesy ride. <laughs> DMs on Twitter for all the money we made you. Before at least I made you on this game. I can't remember if one or both of you were on the Chargers, but again, I am I do have a PhD Jay was definitely on the Chargers. Chargers.
0: <laughs> I didn't I didn't p I didn't make a pick in this game. I, I will be too be close writing, for comfort.
1: Yeah, I'll be writing my second dissertation on the Chargers <laughs> antics this year. Um and Justin Herbert played well. It was a shootout, but again, he's the second coming of Jesus Christ, and yet he got the ball with, what, around two minutes left to go win the game, and here they are 0-1. So, it is what it is. Charger's going to Charger. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes had the same thing happen on Thursday. So. Yeah, but Patrick Mahomes is unproven. Okay. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, anyway.
0: Yeah, Tyree Kill is uh, pretty hard to cover. He might be a little bit faster than everybody else.
1: He's freak. He's the fastest kid alive.
0: Two words. He had two hundred and fifteen yards, and probably could have been more. Uh, I think he was missed a once or twice in the first half, where like this number could have been just over three hundred. Tua, Tua threw for almost 500 yards. Safe to say, Miami's Tua. offense is looking
1: okay. Tua. So I yeah, assume. I uh, do not hate me be, being high on the Dolphins, as long as Tua can stay healthy, because so far, so good.
0: Yeah, this isn't a great start for my Dolphins are going 4-13 and <laughs> take. But it's a long season.
1: Tua with a full arm sleeve is automatically catapulted into my top five favorite players. All right, Eagles at Patriots. Eagles twenty-five, Patriots
0: twenty. Um, if this game was played in great weather, it would have been a blowout by the Patriots because Mac <laughs> Jones is so good. <laughs>
1: yeah, honestly, good. Really, give credit to the Patriots. A horrific start to the game. Really could not, have, literally could not have started any worse unless you were on the Giants. And uh, they battled back. They were right there the whole time. Honestly, yeah, I mean, Frank, Max not built to play sure. in rain. He wants he wants
0: to play in the sun.
1: And dude, that ball he threw though on the fourth and ten that would have probably won and ended up winning in the game. Fucking that receiver has to. Go. Has to get two feet in bounds. That's a yeah, He
0: had plenty of he had plenty of space too.
1: Yeah. So fuck that guy, whoever it was. Yeah. All I think his last name's literally Booty. Um. <clears throat> and all jobs aside, it, Mac Jones it, did play well, and I think he did three hundred yards and three touchdowns. <laughs> Yeah. That would fall under the category of. Oh my God. Sorry. Can we go back to a one o'clock? <laughs> Only if it's the Titans of Saints game. No, it's <laughs> fucking Tampa Bay in Minnesota. <laughs> Dude, no fucking way. Baker, the one run he had where he stiff armed the the defensive back. That he got caught on a hot mic. He got in the guy's face and said, get your fucking weight up, little boy. (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: Talk about stiff arms. Did you see the one in the one Minka Fitzpatrick? No, I didn't. (laughs) Did you really?
1: No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. You had to have. (laughs) I've seen that he's a three-time first-team all-pro in the last five years.
0: He got ragdolled. (laughs)
1: Um, Back to the (laughs) Patriots and Eagles, I would like to publicly apologize. I think this was the one game in the uh, 4 o'clock window that did not hit. Yeah, you're Um, an idiot. (laughs) Stupid, stupid, stupid. I think when we recorded last, the line was 4.5, and and they lost by 5. So I apologize for that, but definitely still up money on the afternoon. Um, Yeah, I think... I think the Eagles should just be happy that they snuck out of there with a win week one against a team that is going to be a tough out. Like the Eagles gave them a ton of opportunities to win this game and come all the way back, but they just couldn't capitalize for a number of reasons.
0: These next two games are going to be two victory laps for myself as well. Uh, we'll start with, um, Packers Bears in Chicago, (laughs) Packers 38, Bears 20.
1: Oh man, I gotta stop scrolling through Instagram while (laughs) we do. I mean, (laughs) this is, I mean, this is just, again, textbook, sharp play, Josh. I was pretty much on it with you. Now that we've gotten through the whole NFC North, I believe we had a conversation recently where I'm just like, I like the Lions and the Packers both more than the Vikings or the Bears, which I feel like are the two teams most people are higher on. I know everybody likes the Lions too, but is this more of a, the only thing I have for this game, is this more of a Packers are actually good or Bears are just really bad, or is it a healthy mix of both?
0: I think it's a healthy mix of both. I think I think the Bears defense is bad, which helped the Packers offense look good. Um, Jordan Love, I think, played pretty well. Uh, they were missing one of their receivers, right? Maybe even their w- wide yeah, receiver one. Yeah, Watson. Well, yeah. Well. I don't know. They're they're running like Aaron Jones played really well. I'll rely on him. I think they're going to be okay on offense. And I mean, the Packers defense is good. Like Jair Alexander on DJ Moore just absolutely shut him down. Uh, I think the Bears offense is going to be worse than people thought. Um, I don't think they're, they're as bad as this game will lead you to believe,
1: but we'll just have to see on that end. I, uh, I do believe Jordan Love looks really good. I think uh the Packers will be just fine.
0: Um, yeah, the Packers will be fine. Bears, probably not fine. D- definitely not fine. But, like, to what extent? I, I don't know. Do, do they do even worse than last year? Maybe. People are asking.
1: Please
0: watch what I just sent you on Instagram. They did win week one last year. Bears officially already off to a worse start. Fair.
1: Well, it's because they didn't play Trey Lance.
0: Yeah, no, they played the 49ers who absolutely walloped your team, so. Yeah,
1: well, we didn't play against Trey Lance.
0: Yeah, lucky you guys. You weren't <laughs> stopping anybody.
1: <laughs> we you could stop Trey Lance. You couldn't stop Brandon Ayuk. The fucking Baltimore School for the Blind could fucking stop Trey Lance. Yes, agreed, but the Steelers could not. (laughs) TJ Watt could buy himself. Alright, can we talk about Stat Mafford now? Oh my god.
0: We can definitely talk about the
1: Seahawks and the Rams because you can go first. First of all, I want to shout out Cam Akers for having literally the worst stat line in the history <laughs> of running backs. Uh, 22 carries for 29 yards seems impossible, <laughs> but he found a way. <laughs> Imagine one single yard every attempt. That is just impossible in today's well, world. He I'm has.
0: seeing here that his long was 12 <laughs> yards, so he had 21 <laughs> attempts for, like, 17 yards. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> like that is just impossibly bad. But hey, he got a touchdown, so still my R V two in fantasy. Um but Stat Mafford just proving time and time again, A, that we're the same player, and B he is without question a top six quarterback in the NFL. Any argument against that, you're an idiot. Um This game did get out of hand late. Uh, I mean, the Seahawks had the lead at half, if I'm not mistaken. And um, the second half, just Rams pulled away. Stat Mafford is God. And whoever this fucking Nakua guy is, they seem to have found something in him. So um, if he continues to play like that, Tutu Atwell continues to play the way he did, and then you get Cooper Cup back. I feel pretty confident, and I think we all were on the Rams when we did our preseason pick. I know, Josh, you – Colin was, was not
0: our... on that episode. He was visiting the Titanic at the time.
1: Oh, right. So, so his, I...
0: his NFC predictions never got released Thank to God. the public.
1: <clears throat> I will admit I was not as high on the Rams as either of you, but I was not – Fully buying the Seahawks hype that seems to be out there. And yeah, moral of the story Stafford's a dog. People just forgot how much of a fucking dog he was. Georgia. Yeah, um, it, must have forgot. Yeah. Also, side note, good grief, the Jets uniforms for tonight. If you haven't seen them, Jets I have not. Billion. Oh, I had to turn Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, this one, I was high on the Rams. I did get a bunch of shit from other people for being high on the Rams. You guys are morons. Um, But more importantly (laughs) for me, this one was the Seahawks suck, and I knew it. Geno Smith had a great first half of the season last year, but if anyone watches and remembers football, he had a terrible end of the year, a bad playoff game. And no momentum coming into this season, and everyone's like, they're going to be so much better, another year under his belt, more weapons. Geno Smith is not good. (laughs) The Seahawks are not going to be good because of Geno Smith.
1: Oh, my God, Sherm. Yeah. Also, Josh. Just great for you. I guarantee Vegas is going to still believe or maybe think they're good. You may be the only person who's figured it out. So just keep fading the Seahawks and making yourself a pretty penny. I'm
0: going to have to look at these jerseys we're all talking
1: about. Yeah. The Hell especially. Are just. Hundreds. He just yeah. went and gave a hug to Aubrey Marcus, who was one of my personal heroes. So that really fires me up. They're like besties. I wish it was Jessica Alba, but okay. <laughs> Do we even have to talk about the Dallas
0: game? <laughs> That's the last game we have, and we I do don't even know if you could call it a game.
1: Oh, those jerseys! I found do the jerseys. Have to talk about bigger, stronger Alex Smith for at least a second. Yeah, who do I, Who said that? Oh, coward! Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, the same guy who said Baker should retire to save yeah. himself from
1: the embarrassment of oh, playing well, another NFL game. And by That's the fucking moron. Won. Yeah. Baker Mayfield is one and zero since Colin Cowherd made that what an idiot. The record book record books do not lie. Yeah,
0: I would have. I do have to make a comment on this game because to all my f- Twitter followers, I did give out Giants plus three and a half, and in all transparency, I gave that out as a Dak hater pick, and from that standpoint, I was not wrong. Um, I just. <laughs> This might be one of those teams where they'll win despite their quarterback, not because of their team. The rest of their roster is good. Um, I've been telling Colin that you know, a lot of people are high on the Cowboys. I'm saying they're high on the Cowboys because they believe in Dak. Like Their team is good enough to believe in. I just don't think Dak can lead them there. But if they don't need to rely on their quarterback, they're going to be just fine
1: yeah that might have been the worst game ever by a quarterback in a forty to nothing win
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he 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 didn't he had to do he did nothing and had to do nothing.
1: It just worked out. I feel like that's what like you just talked about, Josh has been dominating the news cycle and therefore has been forefront in the mind as I've been putting all my mental energy into thinking and talking about how not good Dak is and that just distracted me from how not good Daniel Jones is either and yeah i mean if you can win 40 to 0 and throw for less than 200 yards like that's pretty ideal so yeah 143 well the put up a 40 burger with 143 and no touchdowns Yeah, it's not great. But hey, in fantasy I did have Dallas' defense, so that was That helps. A pretty
0: chill. Yeah, we were going against Tyreek in fantasy, so it's week one's just a wash. Who cares about fantasy anyway? Yeah, valid. Uh so that leaves us with the college football
1: segment, aka a monologue, Jay. Um, I just want to first and foremost say I'm 8 O thus far. I did hear
0: people were calling you Mr. College Football.
1: Well, that is the correct title. Also, the inventor of college football would have been uh, accepted as well. But, um, yeah, 8-0 to start the year on my picks. Um, I'm going to start having people pay me for my fucking picks, although I will throw one out there now just for the fans. Hammer. And I mean hammer. Put the fucking deed to your house on Minnesota plus seven and a half against North Carolina. Yes, I'm going against Drake May, my second uh, quarterback prospect going into the draft for next year. As of now, subject to change. Um, but the main reason for this rant is... I will never, ever, in my entire life, bet another cent on the Oregon Ducks. They have the single worst coach in college football. The fucking play calls at the end of that game were fucking disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. They tried their hardest to not cover in that game. Their absolute fucking hardest. And... I just wanted to get that off my chest. Another one is Colorado. This is not surprising whatsoever. I'm so sick and fucking tired of hearing about everyone saying, oh my God, like, uh, they're coming out of nowhere. It's like, oh, are they? Because Dion got how many four and five star recruits in the transfer portal when he came over? Like, how fucking dumb are they? Like, oh, your son – came over, he's playing quarterback. Hey, does anyone remember he was a fucking four-star recruit and now probably going to be a first-round pick? They brought over Travis Hunter, who was a five-star player at both receiver and corner. They got more five-star guys coming next year. So it's just like, this isn't surprising. It isn't fucking news. It's just so, people are so dumb. They get caught up in this fucking, like, they try to make these narratives because they have nothing better to fucking talk about. It's like maybe if you actually knew fucking anything about college football like I did, you would know that in the fucking Pac-12, Colorado could easily compete. So that's just. Yeah,
0: one note on that. I do think it's important to note that most people that talk about football are stupid. So it genuinely is surprising to them because they
1: don't know anything. And last thing for me least surprising thing fucking ever. Hook em, baby. Texas beating Bama. Are you fucking kidding me? Quinn Ewers. This is the, literally the least surprising thing of all time. Easiest bet of the fucking weekend. Final chime in now that Texas got brought up. Oh, <laughs> that pass, that moon ball Quinn Ewers threw was yeah. delicious. That's yeah, he one. was
0: slinging it. He did not get helped out by his receivers early on, too.
1: Yeah, no, Xavier Worthy, he made some worse drops, in my opinion, than Kadarius Tony did. I'll say it.
0: All right, and that wraps up our week one recap. I think the plan is to attempt to get, like, a weekly preview out as well, sometime towards the end of the week. Um, but if not, we'll be back next Monday for a week two preview or week two recap.